0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another PAPChat productivity app chat, where we talk about productivity tools, methodology, philosophy, and everything in between. Today, I have a very, 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 very special guest, Kim. <laughs> Kim, Kim has been following me probably one, one of the longest, one of, one of the longest followers. I know you are one of the first people that I, uh, I gave the power of moderation to in chat, so everyone watching on the replay or watching like live right now this is Kim this is the Kim that's in the chat. (laughs) Hi Uh,
1: everyone.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say Kim do you want a quick intro of who you are what you do what you've done that sort of thing very very brief.
1: Well I'm Kim hi (laughs) um I haven't done anything really in the productivity space um, up until now. I do have a YouTube channel, which I only started like two weeks ago. Other than that, um, I'm a stay at home home mom right now. And I mainly use um, Notion and Obsidian and all the other things I use for organizing my life, not so much for productivity, which I think is maybe something different than what we've, t- what you've talked about a lot here. So.
0: I, I think I think this this is going to be a nice a nice conversation because the the productivity world it's kind of like the side sideways thing that people like to talk about but it's not actionable it's not actually like in 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 the trenches actually doing stuff and you are certainly doing stuff obviously with with a family very similar to John uh, Gail good to see you I was just I was, I was saying to Kim actually Gail I just saw you in Marie's chat are you watching two streams. <laughs> are you watching too at the same time, or have you come to come to uh, see see Kim, see him in person? I uh, would be
1: so honoured. <laughs> Hi, Gail, and thank you for your comment.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm intrigued to see how your space uh, matches up or differs from the other spaces that we see, because a lot of the the spaces on YouTube are students typically. Uh, yes, and I you're no longer a student, are you? You're just no. Mm-hmm haven't Been for quite a while. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, you can start sharing your screen, like the the Notion screen, when you're ready, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm really eager to to dive in to see what what it looks like. Um, okay. And, and and see how it how it integrates with other things. And when there are comments that come up, I will uh, I will let you know. Uh, but I won't obviously stop you. Okay, I
1: w- want to say um one thing about my Notion before I start, or two yep. things. Um, I've always Well, struggle isn't the right word, but I've always had um, a hard time deciding on what to name, like my database and everything because of the whole, is it a task, is it a project, whatever. I always knew what I wanted to do with it, but I always wanted to also have a name that fits. not even when I didn't have a YouTube channel and plan to show it to anyone, I just wanted it to make sense in my head. And then I've had uh, my dashboard, my main dashboard called the common room which is Harry Potter reference for quite a while. And then at the beginning of the week, um, I think it started with John's stream on Monday, we kind of got into Harry Potter names for certain things. So most of my um, notion now has Harry Potter names, which I found is very freeing. Not, well, obviously Harry Potter, I feel like I'm the biggest Harry Potter nerd ever, (laughs) but also, now I have names which they loosely relate to what it is. So I know, or I can remember what is what, but they're not as specific as calling something a project or well, the tasks database was the easiest one always because it's just tasks and events, but all the other things. And I've found that very freeing to have names for the databases that don't really are very specific. So that's like something I wanted to say if you're all, or, or, if you're also struggling with like defining things, maybe choose names that have meaning to you, but don't necessarily relate exactly to what you're doing. And also English is my first language, if you couldn't (laughs) tell. (laughs) So um, some things in my notion are in English, some are in German, so. Don't be
0: confused please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Teresa uh, watches some of the streams and she's she speaks German as well so and I, I would imagine there are other people in chat that speak other languages. I, I think yes Dawn, hello good to see you. Dawn's from Spain so I, I assume she speaks Spanish so there's another language. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, Paulina, good to see. You. Lizzie, good to see. You. Yusuf, also good to see. You. Thank you for the message as well in the Discord. I appreciate that. Uh, and Nerdy Shneer, also good to see. You. Oh, we've got everyone joining us. It's good fun. It's great. good fun. So,
1: Then I'm going to open my Notion.
0: Yep, I, I am now sharing your Notion screen. There we go. So we okay. can see what's going on.
1: Yeah, so I have basically three top-level pages. My common room, the great hall, and the walled. The Vault. Vault is just my database library which where I keep all my databases so I don't think that's really interesting I didn't do anything there except have all my databases there I have them in toggles because I prefer to have the databases inline rather than as a page I don't really know, know why It's just what I prefer so I have them all in toggles so it's easier to see everything but I basically just keep all my databases there so I don't actually de- uh, accidentally delete anything. <laughs> I think a lot of people do that, like keep them separate, right
0: <laughs> well i mean when when you when I think so I think I've said this before, but when you have databases, having them all in one place is uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of needed, otherwise you you can accidentally delete them, like uh who was that? I think the notion goth mentioned that she was saying that you can delete a page and oh there goes the database,
1: yeah, that's why I have them all separate. And then I have two um, top-level dashboards, the common room and the great hall. And the common room is more like my personal dashboard and the great hall is like our family dashboard. Right now, I'm still the only one using it. (laughs) My husband has access, but I'm slowly trying to get him to come into the whole thing and use this along with me. Um, But that's why I have two dashboards. Otherwise I only would have one. But since he doesn't need to see like all my reading things and stuff like that, I have two separate dashboards, one with mainly the family stuff and one with just my stuff. So the common room one is mine. Here I just have the common room. This actual picture inspired by the Ravenclaw common room from Harry Potter. None of the pictures you'll see are like mine. They're either from Unsplash or Google. Mm And as,
0: soon as, as soon as I saw the banner, I was like, it's from yeah. Harry Potter, but I have no idea where.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Ravenclaw. Um, I, I have to be completely honest. As much as I love the books and I can basically quote them like from beginning to end, I've only seen the movies a couple of times. So I know this says Ravenclaw, Common Room, but I'm not sure if it's actually from the movie or it's just an inspired picture, to be honest, like. Yeah. But to me, it's Ravenclaw.
0: <laughs> I, I like the idea of putting your notion under a theme as well. I, I've seen some people do it in the, the gamification space, having a game theme, but a movie theme just works just as well.
1: Yes. And I, really, I only started this this week. I've had the, uh, the, yeah, the cover page or the cover picture for quite a while. And obviously, the name Common Room, but everything else I just did this week and as I said, it was an amazing decision <laughs> for me, like, yeah. So the first thing I have a quote um, just to inspire me, to be honest, I hardly ever read it anymore. It's just there, since it's there all the time, I don't really notice this anymore. So maybe I should change it up once in a while, but it's there. Then here on the left, I have a little thingy with important Things so I didn't set goals for the year, but I have some things I want to pay attention to and I just put them in here. It's a call out blog. Yeah. And then I just scroll down so you can see everything for a second. So
0: Hogwarts as well. I I like yeah. I like the uh, the names, the like the titles. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that looks like math. Is that math?
1: No, that's just notion. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally just notion. It's um I've got uh, what's the font cut? Car- Mono is the font, and then I just, that's a heading one, I think. Yeah, heading one, and the other ones is just even regular text.
0: So how have you centered them?
1: them? Um, with like, um, um, uh, what's it called? Like the, the space blocks. bar. Oh, just, been... It's just empty space, just the space bar.
0: Okay, that's
1: interesting. And like, try to center them as well as possible, <laughs> like this. No, I yeah, think... I've
0: seen. I've seen a few different ways that people do it. Some use the tab. Some use the space. Uh, typically, when I'm doing it, I'll put two empty blocks to the side of it, so it's like three columns. Um, okay. But yeah,
1: that's a great idea. But then, like, if I have uh, this one, the the line break, then there's more of a space in between. Which yeah, yeah.
0: It's an aesthetic thing, and we're not going to show my obsidian because yes. it looks disgusting <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I really want to see your obsidian. Especially <laughs> with all the colors you mentioned.
0: <laughs> Trust me, you really don't.
1: <laughs> as long as it's not all orange. <laughs>
0: there, there are small bits of orange, but I mean, I, I learned m- more names of colors than I even knew existed. Like cornflake <laughs> blue. What?
1: Cornflake blue.
0: Yep, that's what it corn came up.
1: blue, maybe.
0: Cornflake and cornflower, both of them. I've got both of them in there. Okay. Um, okay. Is it
1: cornflake like like uh, Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay.
0: <laughs> Breakfast. I was I was so confused. I was like, "What is this?" But yeah, may, maybe once you've gone through your notion, we may um scare people with the obsidian space but uh, Paul, paulina asked oh, i mentioned something that was interesting that's going to relate to your, your harry potter she said um uh sh- so i'll bring it up on screen for for those that uh, are forwards in chat it says i do it is really stressing to find some some similar concepts for things like pillars and and sprints so i'm assuming that's relating to the trying to get the head around the, the tasks, the projects, the what do you call them, uh, types of things, which I'm interested to see where your space is gonna go, keeping the Harry Potter theme.
1: Okay, well, why don't we start with the pillars, since you mentioned <laughs> them, or pillars or areas. Um, I've I've called them like the Wizarding World, although I have Hogwarts here. And right now that's only Hogwarts locations, but I also have areas um, that I've uh, named after visiting world locations, not just Hogwarts. So it's called a visiting world, but here it's Hogwarts. So I have areas like the Quidditch pitch, which I use for um, YouTube, the library, obviously reading books, media, the potion lab I have for learning and the dungeons is my dungeons and dragons um, area, which obviously dungeons.
0: Yep, Um, makes sense very well here chamber of secrets so, is what comes to mind like harry potter dungeon i think of chamber of secrets it's just yeah
1: yeah but, I, i've i thought about like naming an area chamber of secrets but i don't have anything that fits like <laughs> i didn't know it. like i thought youtube um with the quidditch pitch is k- kind of like a hobby in a sense, but it could also be a job eventually, although I don't think that's like for me, but te- theoretically theoretically, it's possible. So um, that's where the Quidditch pitch comf- comes from. I think the library is self-explanatory books and reading. And then I needed something for my learning space, which is the portion Slab, because in a Potion Slab you learn. Could be also Transfiguration Classroom or something like that, but <laughs> I like the idea of the portion Slab and yeah for dungeons and dragons it had to be the dungeons Obviously,
0: like, i, I like, like it you got you got professor snape in there i'm guessing
1: <laughs> yes he's he's in there and if i don't like put in my homework i'm going to detention
0: yeah <laughs> so so this is your your main main space main area i haven't yeah. seen uh i don't know, I don't know like a I, I typically yeah. I was I was expected to see like loads of databases or loads of pages or loads of something but it looks very minimal very clean very organized unlike mine
1: that's because of the toggles mm-hmm. I have all the databases in here and I'll show them to you but I have everything in toggles because I like it to look neat and tidy. And yeah, that's why I have all the toggles. And on here, I have everything I need on a day-to-day basis. And my areas, they also are dashboards, but they're only dashboards I need to go in if I need something specific. But everything, my tasks, my habit tracking, everything else is here on this dashboard or on the family dashboard on the Great Hall. Um, so the first section is my, the daily profit section, which is basically all my daily, um, habit tracking. I have three, um, daily databases, which is a lot. I've had them combined or I've had them separate, then I combined them, now I've had them separate again. And the first one is my family, um, daily database where I have like usually most of my, um, tasks and events are related here. I have the, um. The weather, what we eat. So I use this also as a meal plan. Um, my projects related here. Also have things like symptoms. If one of us um, like gets ill or something. Milestones, which is especially important with the six-month-old baby because they have milestones like every week. We as grown-ups don't have as many ma- milestones usually, but with the little ones, obviously you want to keep like everything memorable. Yep so that's what i have here that's the like the family one
0: so the and the I've, name of the name of that database is that in german
1: yes it's days basically okay. target which just means days and if it filters to just show today then kim that's me the database oh it's called habit tracker kim i wanted to change it to just be kim but well it's habit tracker now where <laughs> i also <laughs> It's also filtered for today. I've also relation to the um, tasks database, but I only really tasks here that are related to YouTube or something very specific for me. If it's like a doctor's appointment or anything, I'd still have it related to the family database rather than, rather than my personal one, because the family one is the one like my husband, for example, would check into. So all the things that are like that concern other people as well, or that I would want my husband to know about if something were to happen to me or anything like that. They are in the family one, and just the tasks that are just related to me, those I put here for for my habit tracker. And then I just have habits, as you can see here. And um, I also have like the number of minutes I exercised. I have here what kind of exercise I did, like yoga or going for a walk. A food tracker and then back here I also have a um, link to my books and to my media databases where I can just link what I read this day or what I watched on TV or something like this
0: nice so you've got yeah. more tracking stuff in there than me but not quite as much as an ocean goth
1: <laughs> yeah it's tracking has always been like I love tracking I love tracking all kinds of things but to be honest, I hardly ever check back. So it's pretty redundant. And I think like a year ago, like in like winter um, or December 2019, I stopped tracking for a month and it was it was really bad. Like I, I felt the need to get back to my tracking. So I really felt uncomfortable, even though I knew I'll not go back to the tracking. Like I just, I track, but I hardly ever go back and check it. But I felt so bad not being able to track because I said, no, I'm not going to do anything this month. So now I've like pared it down to the things that are the most important.
0: (laughs) So would you say it's almost, you're using tracking as almost like an accountability thing, process?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, more accountability than being able to check back most things suddenly.
0: yeah i that's that's something that i noticed as well when with with my tracking is i didn't track and then when i started tracking it was just i i had to tick it off my my need to tick the tick (laughs) box (laughs) i didn't look at it ever afterwards it was just i need to tick the tick box to say i've done it for today
1: that's a very powerful motivator and i've had to like there for example i have a meditation app And it counts how many days you have meditated. But I don't always meditate with the meditation app. So I've had to really, like, work with myself on not being hung up on the, like, the tracking in the meditation app. Because just sometimes I want to do another meditation, not one from the app. So that's always something I have to, like, keep myself in check and, like, I have a tracker here, it counts any meditation. It doesn't matter what the meditation app says or my Kindle app. Like the other day, my Kindle app told me I've read for like, I've been on the app for like 193 days in a row. And then I didn't go into, in the app because I was reading fan fiction and I read it in the browser. And then I came back and was like, you've read for one consecutive days and I'm like, Thank my you streak. very much. <laughs> I broke my streak. But then I thought, what's the point of going in there and just open the book just so it says I've continued my streak when I know I've read. I just didn't read in the Kindle app. Like,
0: and yeah, so. you, you bring up that point, and it's a really good point. And the reason is some, sometimes with some apps, when they're tracking things, you go on the app just so you don't lose the streak. Like, yes. I'll go on the app for two minutes just so I don't lose the streak. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have no intention of actually learning whatever it is or doing whatever it happens to be. I just don't want to lose it. So I, I know at school when they, when they're che- checking things or they were for me anyway, okay. that they, they, they check, have you done work? Have you done this? Have you done that? And they check the open, open status. Have you opened it mm-hmm. just because you've opened it doesn't mean you've done anything.
1: Exactly. And what's the point? Like I've had actually like meditations running in the background just to have like, to have it counted, even though I've already done a meditation on a different app or on YouTube, but then I had it on in the background while I was doing something else just to get like, to not break the streak. And um, that's just useless. Like, there's no point to that at all.
0: It's cheating. It, it reminds me of when I was in IT, like uh, in, in, I- in ICT at school, you'd have the actual work open as a web browser. You'd be playing games. And when you see the teacher come around, you quickly swap the browser back. You're like, I'm really working. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Really, really working.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what it reminds me of. Uh, Gail, uh, not Gail, Eddie Nozhania uh, has said Chamber of Secrets can be private journal entries. Which.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea maybe that's a good idea but i i don't really journal i have like a one line um, property here in my family um tracker i also have it in a habit tracker if it's something very specific to me but i just usually it's just went shopping today baby was fussy like that's the extent of my journaling i've tried i've tried so many times but I'm just not a journaler. I track, I write everything down, like I've complete, if you go back to my past bullet journals or something, you can find anything there, but not like a journal.
0: Just yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. And that's something that's actually, it's interesting for my exploration currently in Obsidian, because even though I'm not, what I would class as like typical journaling, I'm using the daily page as just like a, this is my note thing, but it allows me to see how much work I've done on that day because all of the things are backlinked. So when I go to my graph, if it's a big dot for the day, I know I was busy that day, I did a lot of stuff. If it's really small, I know I didn't do anything. So it's not traditional journaling, but it's something, and I'm always doing it because I'm always in Obsidian at the moment because it's the app I'm using. So who knows? Maybe I'll start journaling later on, we'll see.
1: I also use the obsidian daily pages as an inbox, and i don't when I've done the thing or put it wherever I need to put it at the end of the day, I don't delete it. I just cross it out, so if I ever go back, I see what like came in that day, what I thought of, like what book was recommended to me, or anything like that, because I just like to be able to go back and see all those things, even though it's not like writing. I did this today and or my feelings or whatever
0: yeah yeah i like that uh gail's just said new meter for how complex your habit trackers habit tracker is are you uh are you danny level tracker or notion goth level tracker <laughs> <laughs> where do you fall on the spectrum yes. so.
1: i think i'm like smack dab in the middle maybe, yeah. maybe a little more notion Goth, maybe
0: <laughs> yeah, Lizzie. Lizzie okay, says probably. she's she's eighty percent lo- Notion Goth. Lizzie, Lizzie saying
1: twenty percent Danny Okay, yeah, <laughs> I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Not, not everyone likes the orange, the space, the the tracky, and I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> you can have beautiful space with shades of um, purple and blue. Just wanted to put it out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, very true. What's Lizzie's just said? Three hours of Sidian is a lot of work and a small dot. Well, well, oh, I don't know, Lizzie, whether you're referring to my live stream. If you are referring to my live stream, everything that I did was a task, and all the tasks had the date attached to it. So, still gonna get big because all the stuff are in today but i i know what you're saying lizzie i get i get that so the, yeah. your what, what what else have you got in your space we sort yeah. of went on a on a squirrel squirrel tangent right it's there
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um then i have one for Matteo, which is my son it's also a tracker but i just track he has like this one medication he has to take every day um oh i didn't like his um a i always create on the day off Mine and the family one I create in advance because sometimes we relate things to it, but his I just create on the day. So if 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 he's taking his vitamin D, which he has to take for like two years or something after birth, like apparently all babies have to take this. I wasn't aware of that, but what, another thing. Then um, <laughs> I track his like, what?
0: I said it's new to me but then I, i'm not a parent so i wouldn't know
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's something that's new i'm pretty sure we didn't have to take it when we were small but it's something with like they don't get enough sun or whatever so all apparently it's normal for all babies in like central europe at least i would assume it's the same for like america or um, the us because they're similar climate but whatever i don't
0: know yeah don't know. it's
1: fine that's fine he had to take a lot more in the beginning but now it's just the one thing so happy it's done um i kind of track his like his mood just to be able to go back and say oh he had a very like happy day this day or like he was very fussy this day something i don't do for me i don't do mood tracking because i'm basically just my mood is always like yeah. neutral <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah there are funny situations or like i'm angry or something but like if i go- look back at the day i'm like no I- this was a very angry day or something like that. that's very rare so no mood tracking for me
0: i think we're the same in that aspect I mean, every- whenever i see a mood tracker i understand it for for some people um but for me i'm just thinking like I-, I i i always have energy it's just there, if I'm slightly above, slightly below, I'll always hit baseline throughout the day, unless it's a, an extremely bad day, in which case I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if, if someone yeah. passed away, I'm gonna remember. It, it's not, I, I need yeah. to track that. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's,
1: here's a very, very simple tracker just or two things and I have another like one line, I'd call it one line because in the bullet journal community it was like one line a day but maybe more than a line or just a few words and I like to write something for him every day like as I said in this age when they're this age there's a lot happening like every day from week to week so I like to just write something small down for him then we're so sorry. Uh, so weird not seeing you like.
0: Yeah no, I was just saying yeah that's 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 nice. It's it's nice to keep track of that sort of stuff. I, I would imagine uh, parents like I don't know whether my parents did it, um but like doing it on paper like in the past, I I can see that getting lost quite quickly or becoming very difficult to find. <laughs> which which page was it in the binder in the folder?
1: Okay, I have a confession to make. Like, I thought maybe we'll touch on this later if we talk about apps or something, but basically everything I have in here, I also do on paper. I'm a planner girl at heart. So like, I'm, like I, have a, I have my paper planners and I have Notion and Obsidian and everything. So yeah, still people today doing it on paper. Just, yeah.
0: So everything you write in Notion is also on paper?
1: Basically. I have my system, I like the system I have in here, it's basically like, I don't like using the term, but it's like my life operating system,
0: Mm. like
1: August Brady says. And um, I have the same system on paper as well. So obviously it's not like the same, I don't have database or anything, but the, the basics are the same. And I have different like, points of focus for each. So some, some things I just put in notion, like just in one word that happened, like for my son, in Notion it's just basically just a little bit and in his um, uh, planner, I journal more. But for um, tasks, which we get in my homework toggle, um, I I have a planner where I've put all my tasks for the day and tasks like household chores, like dusting or Emptying the dishwasher or something like this, I don't put them in Notion, I just put them in my calendar and stuff like I need to change the database in Notion or whatever, I just put in Notion, I won't put in my planner, but tasks like call someone next week, I put in both. So they're just slightly different um, points of focus in each, um, but it's basically the same thing, but I can't like I can't let go of either, so... That's why I'm doing it double.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I understand it. It's just, I guess maybe maybe because I, I don't like writing uh, and I don't mm-hmm. like the, the, the like when I'm when I'm brainstorming and drawing arrows and all over the place, then it makes sense paper. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise I just, I like keyboard, I, I want my keyboard, which is why I want to try and learn Vim, which I know we spoke about very briefly on stream earlier, because yeah. uh, you could literally just live in your keyboard. It's like, oh, that'd be nice.
1: I just, I I love my planner, just having it, Mm. especially at at the end of the week, I have one where I have like the week on two pages. And if I look back at a week, it just, it looks really nice. I really like it. And that's something like going back to is really great. Um, Sometimes if I go back because I want to know something like when exactly did this happen? Or did we spend last Christmas Eve at my uh, parents' place or at my in-laws? Like I go back and check. And if I check it in the calendar, there's a lot of other little things around, like the date or something, which brings back memories. If I go back in Notion next year to check something, I can look for the very specific thing. Of course, the other things are there as well, but I probably won't see them. So that's another thing I really like about the paper planning.
0: Yeah, uh, another Notioner has said paper. Uh, paper is backup in case you don't have access to Notion. Maybe, I mean, Notion mm-hmm. has has had some speed issues recently. <laughs> not that anyone's mentioned it at all on Twitter, everywhere.
1: No, I've, I've never seen anything about it, not on Reddit either, so. <laughs> uh,
0: and then she was saying she does the same for appointments and quick notes, which is understandable. Uh, and then yeah. Gail has said, go Kim, I need paper in my planning too. I will say I would write on paper if I could read my writing. Like, when when you hear the I, I don't even know what the what they're saying is but when people are sort of saying oh uh, that smart people have scruffy writing or what is it like creative people have bad writing whatever it is when you look at einstein or any of those people like you can't read what they're writing i'm not smart i just can't write <laughs> it's yeah it's just scribbles um and I yeah, because because I don't like writing and obviously keyboard, you have shortcuts, do everything. I, I used to abbreviate everything. My notes from university were like arrow to the right with a circle and a dot. And there were just loads of random symbols and like half words in there that anyone else looks at it. No idea what it says. <laughs> and if I wait a week, I'll forget what it means.
1: <laughs> Which is great for university notes.
0: I mean, I did not really...
1: everything after a week.
0: i mean i didn't really use the notes anyway but (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah yeah not ideal i i would probably say i i probably like the worst worst student to follow after even though i got good grades like my note taking awful absolutely awful (laughs) but i passed so yeah let's
1: let's not talk about school like (laughs) that's a different life
0: (laughs) yep yeah Yeah. that, that is fair what? Ah, that is, so J-A-J-A, that's laughing, correct? That's like, haha, just from a, I, th- I think it is. Yeah,
1: no, is J-A-J-A, it's
0: yeah. like,
1: yes, yes, like, okay. oh, it's, um, in Germany, if you a, say, well, J-A, ja, yeah, means yes, but if you say, ja, yeah, ja, yeah, it's like, I don't believe you, or or something like this, like, aha, mm. uh-huh. Like yeah. something like this, like oh okay. <laughs> kind yeah, of like yeah, the, like the this. sarcastic
0: the sarcastic response. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yes, that is laughing. Yeah, she's laughing in Spanish. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh in Spanish it's different, of course. <laughs> <It sighs> might be, I don't know. There, My too many Spanish like... lessons
0: are way back. No, yeah, yeah. I I, I I had to study French. From like what's that year, year two, so from seven years old until I finished school, which was 16, 17, I still only know Mm hello. (laughs) Like, yeah, I was just never interested in French. Sorry if you're French, I, I had
1: to study English from year five, so 11, till the end of school, like 18, and then in seventh seventh grade we had to choose between french and latin and i just i'm sorry i don't mean to offend anyone but i just don't like the son, sound of the french language and so i chose latin which i wouldn't like ever do again <laughs> but so <laughs> i studied latin from like grade seven to grade nine no till grade 11 i think like seven to I'm I'm not sure, like, but it was more than just two two years. So I, I think grade seven to grade 11. And yeah, it was really bad. And then in grade nine, like I started learning Spanish. But yeah, that so was too late. Yeah.
0: So how many languages can you speak?
1: Two, German and English.
0: <laughs> this is it, okay. Yeah, and,
1: like you, you don't speak Latin. And I just, yeah. that's not, and in ninth grade, it was too late. Like I was, I think my problem was I was a student which some things came really easy to me, and I scraped by very easily without doing anything. So I I stopped putting effort in. Like somewhere around, around grade eight or something. So everything that started afterwards, I just I feel like I I didn't know how to study anymore. Mm. Like. So everything after that, like Spanish in grade nine, it just, it was lost on me, especially since English kind of came really easy to me. And I started like watching English TV shows in like grade eight or something. So I didn't really study anything for English since like grade six or something. So it just, yeah, got lost on me.
0: Yeah, I I can understand that. I think it's... Uh, it. It can sound kind of like egotistical from an English-speaking individual that doesn't speak any other languages, but it's hard to avoid English. Like no matter yeah, where definitely. you go, it's very hard to avoid it. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely.
0: An another notion here says Latin. I want to learn Latin. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to leave that comment. I want to learn Latin. Why would? Why Latin? No one.
1: thing is with latin if you know latin you can easily learn um, spanish you can easily learn italian because they're very similar you can a lot of like especially in academia science a lot of the words are latin words so if you know them you you can easily like um make out the meaning of things or like flowers or um, illnesses like so many things have latin words so if you speak latin and you know latin like not if you studied it some time in high school but if you actually know latin i think it is quite useful it can be
0: okay so as, as we're sort of going along the the learning learning of languages mm-hmm. is uh, have you got a learning toggle in in your space because i know you've got the library no. is that a toggle on your dashboard or is that just a a separate hidden away
1: it's separate. Well, I have a library toggle here. I have like the books, media and bookmarks. Um, But that's mainly, I have mostly fiction books in there right now. And um, in my potions lab, in the learning space, the only thing I have in there right now is like a, a project, or I now call them classes, where I'm trying to learn Italian because my husband is Italian. But yeah, that's the only learning thing I do right now. And I'm not really doing much there right now, so there's no toggle here. There would be if I was more active right now, but I'm not so.
0: I can, I can, I can understand that. I can get, I can get with that. <laughs> so, what, what other toggles have you got? You've got the homework, and then the other two. Yes. So
1: the homework is just my um, my um, tasks and events database. Right. That's easier as that I have release date for release dates here for books, which I related like from the from my book database to my homework or tasks database. And then from the tasks database, they're related to the daily database. So I can see every day if there's a new book coming out that I've like, want to remember that book is coming out on a specific day. But that's everything I have in here. And as I said, this is one um, database where I didn't actually need to rename it because for me, at least, like tasks and events, that's, that's an easy database. There's no worrying like, about definitions or anything. Yep. For me, at
0: least. Um, I, I think that's consistent. I mean, even, even August Bradley, when he says actions database, he refers to it as yeah. tasks a lot of the time anyway. Uh, So you're saying, oh yeah, the tasks I need to do in my action database, so it's, so yeah.
1: And even if if you would call them actions, it's still the same thing like with projects, there are always like discussions about like, what is a project or how do you define it? I think if you call something a task or an action or to do, it's still, everyone knows what you mean, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Then I've met Quidditch Schedule, which is a big reason why my YouTube space is called the Quidditch Pitch because I had it, I named this my content calendar, which I have as a board right now with where I've like film, edit, thumbnail, upload and plan, and then complete like this. And I've had it named content calendar. And when I changed everything to Harry Potter, the Quidditch schedule for the content calendar was one of the first like names I came up with or I wanted to keep. So that's one of the, another one of the big reasons why I named the YouTube space Quidditch. Pitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I, I must say, I do like it. And I think, I think that's something. So uh, Gail mentioned it uh, earlier, actually in the stream, I believe. I'm just scrolling through chat. For a mm-hmm. second to see if it was gail um no, no I, can't, I i think it was oh wait was that it was that it there oh yeah there we go isn't it there we go so it says isn't it great when you feel empowered enough to dump other people's labels and finally get to know uh, yeah get to know or make the labels and concepts that work for you and i think yes. when when you're at that stage you're like yes this is mine this is my system now. It's not a, a duplication of something. Uh, and Paulina has just said, uh, August Bradley, I'm assuming she's referring to with, with A, B in brackets, uh, got me really confused with that, with the the actions. And uh, mm-hmm. what's the other one? What's his pillar? Is it? Does he it call is
1: pipelines, it? right? There's pillars yeah. and then the pipelines, like, yeah. I really like the the pillars part of his system, but I never really got into the pipeline. So I'm not sure of that.
0: Yeah, but having, having your own labels, you're like, this is mine now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I said at the beginning. It was really freeing, um, letting go of the labels. Even though I had already like used the databases the same way I used them now, it still irked me all the time to have like a name that I didn't feel fit quite perfectly. So with this, it's really great.
0: And you know exactly um, what it is as well.
1: Exactly, right. Um, the next one, maybe <laughs> you know what it is. Room of a requ- crime requirement. This—that's <laughs> uh, what started basically this whole discussion. <laughs> um, I think it was Lizzie actually, and um, with John with this, or well, it's I think the Notion Goth with the anything, anything and everything database, and then um, the room of requirement for the database was um, Lizzie's idea. So this basically. Before I had called it notes and ideas. Now it's my room of requirement. Anything and everything database. That's this, mainly where I take.
0: So is that just literally everything that isn't in one of your other databases is in there?
1: Yes, or would be right now it's pretty empty. But yeah, everything that doesn't really fit anywhere and notes a lot of the time so i use obsidian for um, note taking when it comes to like personal knowledge management and things like that but if i had to take a note for like from a phone call or from a doctor's visit or something more related to some of my spaces here some of my areas or anything like that this would go in here as well
0: Hmm. I, i just see paulina paulina in chat has said i call it incubator yeah. yeah, that's also a great name. Yeah, nice. I, maybe we need to have a list of names of other databases somewhere. <laughs> 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 alternatives to uh, anything and everything, or ideas, or yeah. room requirement incubator. Yeah, mm-hmm. loads of ideas. But I think that's one of those things with your system. When you've when you've got your system, something like Notion or Obsidian or mm-hmm. a free-flowing app, not ClickUp or Asana yeah. or something that gives you a name. You can say this is what I want to call it rather than yeah. whatever the app says. And I, don't, I still disagree with ClickUp saying tasks is everything. <sighs> no.
1: Yeah.
0: You, you tasks can't versus have, the projects. You can't have 14 levels of sub, subtasks. No. <laughs> it's stupid. But. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm in agreement. That's like too much for me. So over here, I have my game plan, and it's This here is Get Organized. There's not actually a database down there. It's just um, a to-do list. And here in this space, I've basically, well, something like a project or anything that's really important right now for me that I want to do. And for me, right now, it's getting organized. There's a lot of things. Um, My Notion space is pretty organized right now, but um, I need to... um, go back in my paper planners and put something in there because I switched. I have to organize my like physical filing cabinet. I want to organize my Google Drive. So all of these things are kind of a priority right now for me. And so I've put them in here on on the game plan because that's what I want to tackle next aside from like my tasks that I have. And so I have this here, It, it could be a project but it kind of this space is for something that's very important for me right now, but it's not necessarily a task I have to do today or tomorrow so it's not in the task database because if it was in there, it would just like be at the bottom of the database and just be there and be there and be there. So I have it here and right now it's get organized with um, all the tasks I have listed here. And once I'm done with this, my focus might be on something else. And then I just changed the name of the toggle and put another few tasks in there.
0: I like that. And it's something that I, I have kind of attached myself to for when, when it comes to it. So I made I made the new dashboard. I can't remember how long it was ago uh, with the, the secondary inbox. I had a primary inbox okay. and a secondary inbox. Uh, and yes. the reason I did that is because I was have I had those sort of tasks that I needed to get done similar similar to those but they were they were just going to the bottom of the list because i knew i needed i knew i needed to do them but it wasn't a i'm just going to get this done like now it was a a longer it wasn't quite a project it was still a task but it was sort of getting left behind and i kind of have developed now three almost action lists a secondary a primary and then a long-term actions list of stuff you could class them as goals Uh, But I don't have any deadlines or anything. It's just, Mm -hmm. I'd like to do that. Aspirations, maybe, using Sarah's (laughs) word. I'm not sure whether Sarah's in chat, but yeah. So have you got something similar? Or is it just goals and tasks?
1: No, I have something. So I don't really have goals either. Or, well, goals is another word that's like, or whether it's the word, which can have a lot of different definition or whether it's, what i consider to be goals and like a lot of people call it different names like it's really funny at the beginning of the year or the end of the year to go through all the goal setting videos and people say i don't set goals i do this and i'm like <laughs> it's still goal setting whatever you want to call it
0: <laughs> yep
1: um but for me i really don't have any like yearly goals aspiration whatever you want to call it ever some things i want to like pay attention to but i do have tasks i need to do like today or tomorrow or maybe at a specific date and then i have shorter term tasks and longer term tasks which for me most of my tasks are right now are household related and like a shorter term task might be like clean out a certain cabinet because like all the things are like coming out of the cabinet, so it's a shorter-term task, but it doesn't necessarily need to, need to be done today, tomorrow, or this week. It's just whenever I have some time, and then there might be longer-term tasks, which is eventually I need to repaint something, for example. And um, in my paper plan I have two lists, like the the today tasks or tomorrow tasks, they're like in my um, days, for the days or maybe in the weekly view, but I have um, two lists for like shorter-term tasks and longer-term tasks. And um, I still have to um, like do this in Notion. I probably just add a select property in my homework or in my tasks database so that I can just have a view which shows me all the tasks I want to get done eventually and all the tasks that should get done sometime soon. But yeah, and this is a little different because those are basically short or long-term tasks that I've decided that those are like the next things that have to get done. And they're all revolve around a similarity theme like get organized right now, for example.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm curious then, cause I know you've mentioned previously that you're interested in coding. Is, where does that fall under any of those? is it is it in those lists or is it just something in the back of your mind like, that'd be nice
1: um it's more like in the back of my mind it would be i haven't set it up yet but it basically would be a project or i've called my project classes i don't know if i already mentioned it but i've called them classes and it would be a project or a class in my potions lab which would be have the status waiting so it's something i want to get to eventually and for me that's more than a task even more than just like here i have a few tasks i can group under the same umbrella learning coding for me is a project however <laughs> if you want to define project but it's something in my mind a class is a project um yeah It does have subtasks, but mainly it's something that I have to do over a period of time and have to put quite some effort in it. It's not just one or two tasks and then it's done. So it would be a project in the status of waiting. I just haven't set it up yet.
0: Okay. Yeah, and they're kind of debating backwards and forwards in chat. Paulina has just said, uh, is it different in English goals and objectives? And then Gail has kind of followed up and said... Uh, It can be different. Goals are sometimes less specific and more aspirational and not so measurable, but that's if it's a smart goal or is it a process goal or is it an outcome goal? Yeah, it's – I hate these terms. I I can't stand them. Like, is it a task? Mm -hmm. Is it a project? Is it a goal? It's something I want to do, okay? (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) It's something I want to do. Maybe I'll do it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. It's just there. Uh,
1: it could also be an aim
0: true or an
1: intention or any of a billion other words and it they could all mean separate things they could all mean the same thing depending on who you ask and what they define it as like
0: yeah, yeah. I mean I'm sure you could probably go on Google and go synonym goal and it'll come up with like twenty different <laughs> twenty different examples and they're all meaning slightly different things. And it I think it's one of those it's one of these things in this productivity world, personal knowledge management space, whatever space you want to call it, it's one of those things that you'd sort of sit there and go, I could argue about this, but it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I would would say it's it's a perfect thing for academics to argue about because that's essentially what academia is. Them arguing about insignificant things and topics and pieces of research that isn't really going to make much of a difference. But they really care about their research and their words and definitions. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, we've got loads of them coming in now, achievements and,
1: yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, as I said before, if you watch all those videos or read, the articles or whatever, listen to the podcasts, for me, I all think in the end, they're talking about the same thing, even if they're saying like, okay, I define goals as as this, and you define goals as this. So we both call it goals, but we mean totally different things. I listen to them and I think, well, they're still the same thing in the end. You just, you put it in different words. And that's something for me not just with goals with a lot of things i always think i could like talk about this forever and discuss it and use different words than you do but we're still always talking about the same thing
0: yes 100 that's just me but 100 percent. I I think it makes it even more amusing from my standpoint when you look at other people. So I I watch a lot of people that speak multiple languages as well as English. Obviously, some of the stuff when they speak in whatever language it is, I don't understand it. But whenever, whenever they're talking to someone, you translate it or you get them to summarize what it is. It's always the same thing. And I feel like English, because there are so many different ways of saying the same thing, when you look at other languages they still have they're still talking about the same thing it's just using whatever language it is german french spanish whatever and i'm like but we're all talking about the same thing so why are we arguing about the word <laughs> why are we arguing about the definition of a word
1: yeah but that, that's something like maybe well may, there's an angle to this maybe if you only speak english you don't really understand like or get like no offense or anything but no. um sometimes i have trouble translating in uh, from english and german because and I, I obviously understand it but if i have to translate it i have to search for the right words and maybe for one word in english there might be three four different words in german and then each one has a slightly different meaning a slightly different nuance and if i translate it as one word I don't feel good because it might mean something different. If someone who just um, learned German in school, maybe they don't understand. They don't understand. Sounds really weird, but because it's not their um, their first language, so maybe they just know this word means this. But if I use this word in like. Day to day, just talking about it, it has a certain meaning, maybe not one that's written down anywhere. So, if you study in school, you can't know it. But if you use it everywhere or every day, then if you say this word, you think something very specific. So, when it comes to translating between different languages, I think there is something to it sometimes. And then there's the thing like which um I, you talked about like accents in the uk but i assume it's also with meanings like if i say something one word here where i am in germany and someone in another part of germany m- might think of a different thing even though the words mean the same thing like here this it, it has a slightly different nuance than it has like in north of germany maybe so
0: yeah and uh, as soon as you bring in context like what context yeah. are they talking in how they've said the word is it in a sarcastic tone a serious tone yes yeah it gets very very complicated complicated yeah. languages well, i
1: hate this when someone is like um like throws the english word at me and it's like what does this mean and i'm like what's the sentence where did you hear this word what do or if or if they say a German word like what's this in English I'm like what do you want to say like even if it can translate if there's just one translation for the word maybe if in the sentence you want to use it this word isn't actually used in English at all like the translation maybe you just say it a completely different way you can't just translate like literally that's not it doesn't work at
0: all. Yeah. As, as, I mean, someone that uses Google or used to use Google Translate for almost everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, that's not great. You put in a word, it comes out with, like, three different words, and it's completely different context to what you actually were talking about. Yeah, my, my essays never went well when using Google Translate. I learned that very quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then there are things like a whole, like, 10-word sentence in Germany can maybe be summed up in one word in English or the other way around. So you really need the context mm. if you want to translate something.
0: Pauline has just put something in chat that I find kind of amusing. Some of our business or management words are so boring and long. <laughs> and I, she speaks Spanish, so mm. I'm guessing that's that's the Spanish versions of those words. And I have noticed, you look at some words in one language and it's like four or five letters and then in another language it's like ten letters and you're thinking, what? And then you look at another word and it's the other way around. You're thinking, "Ah, so confusing.
1: You know what is confusing? If we use English words, but in a totally different context. For example, a cell phone in Germany is called a Handy. Right. which, Which doesn't make sense because, like handy is like, in English, has a totally different meaning. But yeah. in Germany, a cell phone is called a handy, like everywhere. It's not just slang or anything, That's just the word we use. And there are a lot of things like this where um, if you don't know English and you just use the English words we use in German, it's like totally weird. Yeah,
0: because even though they're not they're not the same word because it's a different language, but it sounds like the same word, or maybe it's even spelt the same way.
1: Not not just that. It's actually like we actually use English words. We just use them wrong. So really? handy isn't a German word. It is an English word. We just, I'm guessing because a cell phone or a mobile phone is handy. That's why we call it handy. I don't know what the reason is, but... I don't know another example right now but i know there are a lot like in really in like daily language we use a lot where things if we use english words we just use them wrong i
0: that now that now that you've said that it kind of makes sense as to why some things get a little bit confusing when watching listening or talking with people from other countries because you recognize so when when i used to play handball quite a lot uh when obviously it was out and everyone that's played handball in the UK is like almost no one is from the UK that plays handball. <laughs> it's like German, Italian, like all the other European countries. And these people that have come over, they're normally like mid 30s, early 40s. They're still playing and they'll be talking with one another. And I'll recognize a couple of words and I'll think, oh, they must be talking about this. It's completely wrong. <laughs> like, have yeah. you stolen our word?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> Although then we can get in discussions like which is actually the, all the language, oh. all kinds of things. But we, we literally stole English words and used them as something different.
0: Yeah, I, I know Gail has put something in chat as well that's kind of similar. He says, the language of productivity has also become this complicated. I mean, language <laughs> is language. But productivity just brings a whole new level of complexity to it. Um, what what do you mean when you say task, action, result, project objective, dashboard, there are dozens of answers to that question 100% agree and I'll even go further and say applications are the same like when they're terming things in applications, it's a sidebar it's a tab bar, it's a navigation bar they're all exactly the same thing (laughs) it's a mirrored block it's a global block use the same words please but yeah yeah okay i've there's a couple of things in chat but i can't read those because it's not english <laughs> <laughs> and i have n- i have no intention of trying to pronounce something that isn't english because i know i know it will sound awful
1: <laughs> okay well maybe when the screen sharing stop maybe i can read them if like they're german or something like that so
0: uh, Maybe I, mean, I, I, we'll see. I, I can do that now, so um, there you, you can you can come back and then, okay, uh, you can you can see what's going on. I I think it's Spanish game plan. I plan. ¿Plan de
1: fuego? Um, like as I said, Spanish is like, but the the J is like in Spanish usually.
0: Yeah, like this, th- that's the thing. I think. I think with, with English speaking people, there are certain things that we just, there are certain like things that we can't really pronounce very well. Like rolling Rs is just not something okay. that you can't do. no. <laughs> Unless you sit in front of like a, I don't know, in front of a mirror and just practice hours on end, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I you know think I
1: mean? it's with a lot of uh, German speakers as well. Me, me uh, definitely, but German is also very, like a very hard language like from the, the sounds, I think. So there, there was uh, a couple of years ago this, those YouTube videos, they had like certain words like butterfly or science and they had them in a bunch of different languages like um, English, uh, Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And there was like science, Wissenschaften. They, they were really like this, or butterfly, schmetterling. I
0: like, remember yeah. That video is the exact thing that came into my mind. Like when you st- when we started talking about it. And yeah, I'm so glad I'm not the only one that's seen it. <laughs> yeah. So but I was I was watching the video and it, it was obviously quite funny. Um but I'm sitting there thinking, I have no idea if you're taking the mic or if you're genuinely being serious.
1: <laughs> I think it was like um if it's the same video, I think there were Germans like making fun of themselves or their language because The like the pronunciation, um, I think obviously it's, let's just talk about like um, Latin like roots languages and German and English because other languages are very different completely, like I have no idea, but with like Spanish, Italian, English um, and if someone does speak German, like the pronunciation is really different because it's somehow really different than other languages obviously most people have an accent like you can obviously tell i'm not english um, or english is my first language but i feel like and now I, I know how to pronounce the like the letters themselves and i think it's really different in german sometimes
0: and- Like to to extend on top of that as well, obviously people from the UK have different accents depending on where they are, but also depending on what sort of culture they are as well inside of the UK. Because, I mean, there are some people in the, well, there's a lot of people in the UK, but the the subcultures where you look at abbreviations of words and you're thinking, that's not English. You have just taken away half of the word (laughs) and thrown some other stuff on the end. Uh, Or they just come up with really obscure uh, substitutes for words. And then you're thinking, what? And I know every generation has their own, I don't know, go-to words at school. (laughs) I'm gonna use this instead of using this normal word. Um, And As soon as you bring slang into into words, into the languages as well, you're like, oh. No, just speak the same language, please. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: It's never gonna happen though.
1: No. And like another thing I want to say when it comes to like the languages, Which, what happened to me, like, as I said, I watch a lot of English TV um, or American TV shows in English, things like that. And oftentimes, like, they speak a different language for a few seconds. And then there's usually the subtitles. And if it's something like um, Spanish or even Russian or Arabic, like, I usually recognize that that's the language they're speaking. And if it's Spanish, I may understand something. What happened to me one time was I wasn't looking at the screen. I was just listening and suddenly they were speaking a foreign language. And then um, I uh, went back to just see the subtitles and I read the subtitles and knew what they were saying. And then a few seconds later in the show, they were saying, oh, we just spoke to those two Germans. And I'm like, what the fuck, what just happened? (laughs) I literally did not recognize that they were speaking German. Even though like, I recognize the other language. maybe it's the same for like, maybe uh, Paulina was uh, the one who spoke Spanish, I think. Maybe yeah. she sometimes has the same things with. they're speaking Spanish and she doesn't recognize it because it's so bad, like I, I don't know. But in that one instance, I really did not realize they were speaking um, German, even though I usually recognize even when they're speaking Russian or something, just because it happens often in TV shows, like not that I understand. A word that,
0: yeah. Uh, I I came across. A, I I watch Twitch quite a lot, and I came across a couple of streams. I, I sometimes when I'm not when I'm bored, but when I'm I'm watching a stream and they've uh, they've gone to the loo or they've gone to eat something or something. I just browse and click through random streams to see what's going on. And sometimes I click into streams and I look and I'm like, in, it said English. This this is this English. <laughs> I don't understand half the words that's being said. <laughs> Yeah. So but yeah, yeah, it was Paulina that speaks Spanish. So uh Dorm was saying thank you. Thank you so much, Kim and Danny. I mean, I, I'm sure the conversation will carry on. Um it's always <laughs> nice always nice to see how other people organise their spaces. So in in your space, I don't know whether you want to go back into it now or uh in a bit. Yeah, I
1: can go back.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, the obviously we we've seen like the, the main page. The, the uh let's mm-hmm. let's add you back in. There we go. So you're now sharing again. So we've gone through the main page and it's only taken us an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not done yet. Like there, there is some more, not much, but there's a little bit more.
0: <laughs> I knew we were going to get sidetracked.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knew it. Like was was there anyone who didn't know, like who has watched your streams before? Like, obviously if there's someone who has never seen a stream before, they may not have known. But, like, <sighs> Gabe, are you surprised?
0: <laughs> squirrel moments. I mean, I've already streamed like four hours today, so I'm, I'm in the talking mode.
1: Yeah. So let's get back. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Shall I back. continue?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Karen and Kim, you can talk about your okay. space now.
1: So we're almost done with this dashboard. Next one is my class schedule, which um, is kind of another habit tracker but not really it's like my perfect day more or less Um, and i have it uh, separate in morning late morning that's weird there is no or i don't know of an english word like for morning in germany is like maybe till 8 or for some people till 10 but then from like 8 or from 10 till noon it's like Pre noon is like the literal translation, and that's just another part of the day. We have like morning, pre noon, afternoon, evening, and night, and that's just one like part of the day that's missing in English. I feel like
0: I'm tra- yeah. I'm trying to think, and I'm like, I mean, we have different meals. So like brunch, you got breakfast, brunch, lunch, but it's not like a. I'm going to have brunch at. This time it's just brunches in the morning or in, I guess, the middle of the day would be a workaround, I guess. But yeah, yeah. morning, afternoon, evening.
1: Yeah, and in Germany we have like a fourth (laughs) part there. (laughs) So And that's what I've separated for like morning, late morning maybe, or (laughs) pre-noon, whatever you want to call it, afternoon and evening. And again, I've just... uh, I have check boxes in here for the things like I want to do. And it's literally like um, wash my face, do yoga, meditation, um, be in my calendar, and then have a shower. And for like the late morning, it's like empty the dishwasher and then have lunch. So it's really just my basic tasks, but separated. And I just have them here so I can tick them off. And then I have a template button for a new... For a new day, so, I don't use I don't use it every day, but it's just like for me as a reminder, or when I'm really like all over the place, I can go back to this. I know all this, but it, sometimes it's nice to just be able to sit down and check everything off and look on to what should happen today
0: so it's, it's yes. Completely agree. I was just watching what's going on in chat. So Paulina asked, "What time it is? What time it is where we are?" Uh, and then they followed on talking about wine. And then Joe said, uh, "Is there a bad time for wine?" <laughs> which, which I think uh, everyone was just saying, "Yeah, pretty." No, no, not really. Uh, and then Paulina, wait, that's not Paulina's comment. This one. I uh, said, "Morning, noon, afternoon, evening, night." So maybe. I, I mean,
1: maybe does noon like start before noon
0: yeah I mean, I, when I think of noon I think 12 afterwards yeah I, I don't think of 10am as noon 10am well 10am I've just woken up so <laughs> it's certainly morning um, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wonder if that's the same in other languages like in other in other parts of the world is there like more because i know obviously uh is it the spanish that have the siestas and they like sleep in the middle of the day does uh,
1: spanish and italian yes
0: yeah so is that like a, they have a a morning uh, i don't know does siesta count as a part of their day or is that just
1: i don't think so so in italian there's only like morning day and evening and night far as i'm aware so like afternoon and like what i was talking about would just be day and i think it's spanish it's the same although i'm not sure so paulina would probably be the better person to answer that but from what i remember um it's like this and as i said in italian it's it's the same so i don't know
0: Yeah, very true. Before you carry on, Justin asked a question in chat. It was what question kind of comment said, Danny, you should have an ADHD organizational expert in quotation marks join you sometime. I know I'd appreciate that. So Justin, I actually spoke with Brian. Uh, who uses Obsidian a lot and he has H- he, he has ADHD um, and he also thinks I do, but I don't know. Um, so if you go back into the stream, so going back into the playlist library, you'll see that. And he uses Obsidian to organize his stuff. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if people are openly saying I'm an ADHD organizational specialist or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, if, if you know someone that has ADHD that talks about it, let me know and I'll bring them on and have a chat. So but yeah, um, you can carry on, there, Kim.
1: Okay, let's just say because we were asked for what time it is, it's like um, nine or um, ten after nine or fifteen after nine, whatever. Like yeah. I'm not sure about the exact time, but it's nine in the evening, nine p.m. I think it's if Paulina, if you're in Spain, we're in the same time zone. I think. I think uh, I guess.
0: there's a lot of numbers coming in night night mid oh okay so okay so paulina was going through all the different sections as to what's going on i think she was saying it's something like midday like five o'clock or something if you, oh yeah here here it's well 10 past five so she's more what's that four hours behind maybe she speaks spanish but isn't in spain yeah yeah, yeah but, then
1: she's not in spain like, yeah
0: it's quarter past five where she is it's almost quarter past eight and it's caught past nine where you are so oh, yeah. time, time disparity definitely one time where we are
1: definitely so and just i i hate like going back into the squirrel moment but i just i need to say one thing <laughs> like the times in german and in english Um like if we go for ha- half whatever like it's half past nine in germany we would say half ten but like half 10 in English would be half past 10, right?
0: It's They mean the same thing. I think it depends. So for me, it depends who you're talking to as to what you say. Typically, okay. when you're talking to uh, the older generation, you need to say mm-hmm. half past 10 because that's the correct pronunciation of how you say it. But half mm-hmm. 10 is just easier, quicker and what most people say, half 10.
1: Yeah, no, no what I mean, like half ten would be ten thirty, right in English? Yes. Yeah, in German, half ten, like literally translated half ten would be nine thirty. Because we're not at ten yet. We're like halfway to ten. So that's always tripping me up when someone wants to know the time because I have to change in my head.
0: You, wow. you know what I mean? Like did yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> like my brain is like, why? Half, so half, why do people so that's do like this? half two ten.
1: Yes, but we don't say two, like not at yeah. all. Like half ten would be the correct.
0: Thir- so yeah. half ten is nine thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, my brain's my brain's just like spinning. Half oh, ten is nine thirty. Okay, yeah.
1: Well it gets worse, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, that that would confuse me. <laughs> that would really confuse me.
1: We have like there's also quarter and three quarters, and that's something that trips up a lot of Germans as, as well because apparently it's not everywhere in Germany. Like I don't know, but like we have like nine, then we have or well yeah we go if we go to ten we have nine, then we have quarter ten so it's nine fifteen half ten which is nine thirty and three quarters ten which is like nine forty five, and I think that's like. Makes a lot of sense, like quarter, h- half, and three quarters. But a lot of people get tripped up over the quarter and the three quarters. So then you need to say nine fifteen or nine forty-five. Like yeah, makes that, sense. Quarter, that, half, three quarters.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's something with. So my sister used to struggle with learning the time, and a lot of people do. And uh, the quarter, quarter two is mm-hmm. it's quarter past a quarter two? It's not like three quarters past or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, yeah. And yeah, when learning times, I can imagine learning times in one language and then going across, like you're explaining, wow. It's almost like learning a whole nother way of reading, reading time. <laughs> yeah. And
1: what?
0: then you have
1: the whole AM, PM thing.
0: And oh, yeah, whatever. I, I just stick with 24 hours. It's easier
1: yeah i was just going to ask like i know in america they use more like the am pm thing and like the 24 hours is military time but in england or in the uk so sorry like is it like normal or average to use like 24 hour times
0: it's it's still it's still militaristic to use like 1300 as like 1pm uh Again, I think it depends what part of the UK you're talking and like talking to, and who you're talking to. If you're talking to someone from an older generation, mm-hmm. uh, it would depend whether they were in the military or not. <laughs> if, you're, oh, yeah. if you're talking to anyone else that's slightly younger, yeah, I mean, some people, some people that are younger still don't actually know what the time is, and they literally just look at their their watch. And if it's twenty four hour, then they'll say it's thirteen fifteen because <laughs> yeah. they'll look at their phone or they'll watch or whatever, so yeah, I think it's very dependent on the the, the place you're in uh, mm-hmm. and, and who you're actually talking to because mm-hmm. yeah, we, time, time's yeah. hard <laughs>
1: yeah, we don't even like, I didn't even know there was a military connection until like I came across it like in the English language, in Germany oh. it's just normal to say, but we don't say 1300, we just say 13 like, it's 1 or it's 13 or 2 or 14 like not fourteen hundred, and I'm not sure if there is even a military connection in German, or if if there was, or we adapted it from English or whatever, and just everyone forgot. But there's no military connection German at all, even though we just used this time. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, there 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 might not be. I don't know. It's just what I've been told.
1: Yeah. So and it's like in on TV, like they call it a military time as well in English. So <laughs> yeah,
0: I, just, exactly.
1: I can just go from what I learn from the TV, which we all know is always accurate and oh, right. Yeah. So.
0: There is never anything wrong on TV. No, other than ever. politics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying politics is wrong? Are you saying politicians lie? Is there such a thing as that- fake news?
0: They don't lie. They bend the truth.
1: <laughs> My dad used to say I would be a great politician. I can talk for hours without actually saying anything. So,
0: Yes. Yes, I've done that today. <laughs> Which is probably why the streams last so long. And I think John's the same. Not quite the same. but But yeah, right. So should we go into the okay. second page of your space, having yeah. hit an hour and 20 now?
1: Yes, let's go in the second page. So that's basically the one for the first one. The second one is my, is the great hall, like the family um, thing. Mm -hmm. Here, sometimes notion, like lately, whenever I go into the page, especially with a common room, I can see it first wants to load a version from like weeks ago before it decides on the version it's actually in right now and loads the correct version, like. It's really weird although I' I'm on a free plan so there's no like going back or anything just what notion does who knows
0: I think it has got something to do with the stuff they're doing on the back end with the offline mode in the API because they're working it but I have I, I don't know. That's why I'm using yeah. obsidian making it look really disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah so my great hall we have here. Again, the daily profits or the daily pages. We have dinner menu, which is the same daily database, like my overarching family database, but in a Kanban view with, with only my um, meals showing. So I can go in here and see what I've planned to make for the rest of the week. It's filtered like to show dates on or after Monday and before or or oh, no, before Sunday. I was going to say before or after Sunday, but that doesn't make sense. So that's basically all I need to see here. Because I don't have, like, the fill-in um, properties shown here because I'm the one who fills them in. So there is no need to have a, a separate view of the database or anything here with where I can fill in, like, um, the, my la- line for the day or anything like this because if I do it, I'll do it on my dashboard and if like, my husband gets in here or anything, he just needs to look for things, not actually put things in. So I only have the the meals for the week in here. Then we again have the um, homework, so the tasks and events database, filtered to show where um who doesn't contain me so there's also for a lot of my things there is the relation to i have a family members database which i have here, where there's me my husband and our son and a lot of things i've related to family members mainly me because that allows me to filter stuff like to filter my stuff out here and um just to filter things to show only the things related to me on my dashboard
0: I'm liking the yeah. images as well.
1: Sorry?
0: I'm liking the images, bringing some yeah. uh, color to the space.
1: All just like Google top words. I really <laughs> like this one. This is a really nice picture.
0: Mm. Yeah. Reminds me of space because of all the colors, but.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like could be a nebula or something. Yeah. Or here. Yeah, I was Speaking like the... someone with no idea.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like the Northern Lights kind of kind of vibe.
1: Yeah. Um, well, then homework, as I said, room of requirement, again, is my um, notes database or whatever. I'd call it like quick capture uh, for a moment. So not a database, but a toggle, like where I could just open it and write something down. Then the classes, which are my projects for lack of a better term some of those things um well they're pretty personal so i close it but some of the things are what i think would fit the um definition for projects like there's something that has a start date and an end date and certain tasks but some things also don't really fit in this definition but for me they just all kind of fit together so that's what i have here And the kind of things I would have here is, for example, like my husband was um, unemployed last year. So we had one like project for him to find work. There weren't really tasks related to it. Obviously, he had to like um, apply for jobs or anything. But I mainly had this to like keep status updates and write down where he had applied and things like that. So not really a project by definition, but that would be in here, or um, during my pre- pregnancy, I kind of like didn't really do much at home and then, and um, we had like, again, kind of a project to get back, like to up to date with all the household things. So that was another thing that was in there. Or we had uh, no spend month, which isn't in there anymore because it's um, done, so I have a filtered for only sh- to show active things, but we had a no spend challenge for months, so I created a project for it. Yeah. That's I,
0: I, it I like you putting projects in the, in the speech marks.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like, that's why I was so happy with the new um, names, but I don't want to say classes, because then if someone just jumps in, they have no idea what I'm talking about, and if we are going away from harry potter i think projects would be the name that kind of best fit but i still wouldn't consider everything a project so it's projects no. yeah like it then over here we have, um as i said i have a family member database it has like us and then our two cats and i just have them here nothing has been done here um yet they're just empty pages but i want them to be dashboards as well again not something i would go in like every day or even every week but i would have everything related to me when it comes to health or work or everything i would shop, have everything surface here as well so um if i was looking for something regarding myself or for um, my son or anything i could just go on this dashboard and just see everything regarding them on one dashboard. So I think um, that's really good if you just want to look for something really quickly, but I haven't set it up yet. Sounds good. Yeah, then here I have my <laughs> which weekly, potion must monthly and school year, which are my weekly, monthly, and yearly pages database. Those are another ones I wouldn't actually have needed to change the name of because I did like week, month, and year. They're pretty, like, I was happy with the names, but obviously Harry Potter names are nicer. <laughs> um, here I have a gallery gallery view. And um, The pictures, they don't mean anything. They're just random pictures. And I've them filtered to show the month. And then if we go in here for my weekly pa- um, pages, I have, like, um, the I have some things I need to do at the beginning of each week or I want to do like meal plan, go through all the mail we collected over the week, things like that. Then I have another um, link database from the daily view, which is where um, I can do my meal planning. I have like active projects. I haven't like... Um, Redone the template yet with the new names and everything, but I had active projects, and um, oh god, what would be a good translation here? Like that, n- No, more like projects that don't have—they're not really active because they're always there in the background. So one thing I had in there, I don't have it um, anymore right now, but it would be plant care. I had plant care as a project for a while which it wasn't a project. It didn't have a start or an end date, but it was just like the place where I had everything related to plant care. And this would be like a project here that's not really active or mere planning I had in here for a while. It's not like active, not something I have to work on, but it's something that is always there in the background.
0: One of those sort of inspirational goal type things that you want to get done, but there's no... I need to do it by here, that sort of thing? Um,
1: No, no, something that's like done all the time. Like for example, plant care. Like um, I didn't really set it up, that's why I deleted it, but my thought was in there I would have all the information on the plants I have. Like what's the name of the plant? Do they need sunlight? How often do they need to be watered? So not something I'm actively working on right now, but just something that's always there in the background. So not an aspirational thing or something I wanted to work on eventually, but that's what the the problem with project was. Because since it wasn't a project, we're really talking about right now, what would it mean? It's more like a dashboard for a certain thing or my meal plan, which is now part of my areas, but it was something I go in every week, but it's not a project in that it doesn't have a start or an end date. So that's what I had in here. But I could probably delete it now. As I said, I didn't rework the template. So
0: yeah, Gail was saying background project, ongoing project, standing by, came from Paulina. Mm -hmm.
1: Ongoing was the word I was looking for.
0: Ah, there we go. I think
1: that would be like the, the word I would have chosen if I had named it in English.
0: Then uh, I have... Very, very quickly, yeah. Paulina, Carl, uh, Carl Pauline, I did speak with him. I w- I'm not sure whether he would class this as a recurring task, uh, if that's what you're referring to. But, yes, I would probably say it's, it's kind of a recurring task because it's something you're doing on a repeated basis. Um, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, maybe for the meal planning. But then, well, yeah, it's, it's a task. But for the meal planning, I have, like... Um, uh recipe database, I have a shopping list database and everything. So it wouldn't be just from the notion standpoint, I couldn't class it as a task because I basically have a dashboard for it and for the plant care. Well, watching the plants would be a recurring task, but again, I wanted to be more like a dashboard where all the information was I needed, which again is why I had problems with the name projects. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Gail brought up another word. That's it's an evergreen project.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's, that would also be a nice idea. But I'm just happy to be rid of the word project. Yes. Although I probably still have the um, the separation between active things like that have like a started or an end date at least where I have to actively do something and other things that I just have in there. So I have a dashboard for them. That would still be a separation, I think. No matter what I call the database. Yeah. Yeah. Because some things, as I said, uh, meal planning, I now have as an area, because I need to access it quickly um, all the time. And it just felt fit better with the areas. But if I ever get around to making a plant care dashboard, it would be in here. It would be in the classes, so in the projects still. And then it wouldn't be an active project for me. Obviously it's still active because I have plans and I have to take care of them. But yeah, it's an ongoing thing rather than an active thing, like just for the way it works for me. Then I have another thing here for like my, tasks and events, which is filtered to show all the tasks related to this week. Just that in the beginning of the week, I have an overview of what is going on. And then um, I have the end of the week, basically what, what happened. Where here I have um, another relation to my daily database where I just have uh, the properties showing for the my one line a day or what happened is actually what I call it here for um, illnesses milestones so all the important things show up here so at the end of the week i can just look back and see what happened that week then i have the tracking for the week because there are things i track weekly which are basically household chores so as you can see a lot of those of of my things revolve around household chores at the moment but they're just things i do once a week and i just track them in the week and this is only for accountability so i'll never go back and check this like with the personal things i might go back and see like how often did i exercise or something like this this is purely for accountability then i have stats also for the week where um we did we don't really do that anymore but we have like our weight we did track our weight for a while and yeah that's basically it like I have a focus for me, like something I want to pay a lot of attention to in the um, every day. And you can see for this week, I completed my focus, a total of zero percent, which is really great, go me. <laughs> but it happens, right?
0: Life happens, life gets in the so way. Life happens,
1: yeah, exactly. And then here, what's this important? That's um, like for here, I have a relation to the weekly. So we are in the Wikivool right now. So it's a self-referencing filter. And um, it show. is it a self No, it's not like for daily ones, it's a self-referencing filter. This one is just filtered to show the week we're in right now. I'm totally confusing myself. Like forget everything I just said about self-referencing filters. I have no idea what I'm just talking about. <laughs>
0: <coughs> okay
1: This is just filtered to show the we're in right now where um, I have a roll up to everything um, to the milestones from the daily pages. So I can see all of them. So all the milestones had in the week. And then I again have a what happened property in the week, which is what I write in at the end of the week. So I basically check this, see what happened every day, if I don't remember, if I forgot at the end of the week. And then here I again see the roll up for the milestones and then I just put everything in here in a few words. So at the end of the month, I can go back to the weeks and do the same thing. And then of the year, I go do the same things with the month. And through this, like everything gets pared down to the really important things so maybe in a few years, if I still use the system, I can look back in 2021 and see just, like, the most important things. So by, like, paring it down from the days to the weeks, from the weeks to the month, and from the month to the year, I just filter out the really important things.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. And it's something something that um, Lizzie was saying is theming is key. And I think you, it, it looks like you're theming through... Theming through weeks, maybe.
1: Yes, <laughs> but I don't no, think like we are talking about the same thing right now. I I do theme my weeks, but I didn't. That wasn't seen here. Like,
0: so what? is that just a that that was very much a I well, I guess it it's an overview of the tracking. Is yes. That what it was? Um, Tracking for the week maybe
1: um well not really just tracking but every day as i said i write down a little something that happened and i have like the milestones and symptoms for illnesses and things and i see all of this here what i had for every every day and i track weekly tasks but as i said they're only for accountability but like the what happened like for every day those i just um distill down in the most important things and then put them in the what happened property for the week.
0: Right, okay, yep.
1: So, that's what I do here.
0: Yeah, I, might, I got my head around that in the end. I was like, yes, yes, I'm, I'm there, I'm with you.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, you can't just, if you don't like, if I'm not making sense or anything, you can't just look at the screen because it's in a different language, so it doesn't help either. So I have
0: to be really clear in what I say, and... No, I I understood what you were saying. I was trying to work it on my head where all the databases were linked because I saw the the relations and the roll-ups. So I was trying to think back where it came and going through from what you'd shown, shown earlier. So where essentially you're inputting the data and then where you're rolling it up to and how that how it works so yeah. yeah
1: maybe should i just um go through this um, a little slower again so people in chat like maybe um want to hear it again like just where i put something in just like a overview here
0: uh yeah you could do uh i know andrew's just joined hello andrew good to see you uh yeah so maybe do a, a quick overview of yeah maybe a daily input and then go into a weekly overview
1: mm-hmm. so i have my daily database which in my personal dashboard I have uh, the database linked and filled it for just today. So every day I put in what happened today, Just usually just a few words, might be like a few sentences, depending on what happened and how I'm feeling, like if I want to type something or not, and most importantly what happened. I also have relations to different databases, um, one for milestones, one for um sicknesses and like um what's it called if you hurt yourself like injuries injuries yes thank you for sicknesses and injuries and one for symptoms so i differentiate differentiate differentiated between those two because there's a difference if i want to like um remember that like my leg hurt or that i had surgery today So, I have two different databases for this, and then obviously the milestones for just important happenings. And every day I put those things in here from my dashboard in this database. So, I write down what happened today. If there was a sickness or an injury or something like an operation, I would input them from this database. So, I don't really go into those databases at all, like in the sickness one and the symptoms one or the milestones one, I put them in on my daily database. So I go in in here at the end of the day, put everything in. If there's something to put in those, I try to always put something in here, even if it's not important. So if I didn't do anything important in the day. And then at the end of the week, I have, I'm in here, like this is my weekly um, database. I'm in here, I have the overview. So this is next week. So obviously they're all empty, but if I go in the one from this week, most of them would be filled in already. And then I can just see what happened if I don't remember it or if I don't, re- yeah, I just see everything. And once I've seen everything and refreshed my memory, I go in here and this is the weekly database, the one we're in right now. So instead of having this here, I could just do it here in the properties, but. I just prefer to have it like in a filtered view where I just have the properties I want. And here I've actually the wrong um, dates. So let's set this for next week already. So everything fits. So
0: manual, manual filtering.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm my system isn't perfect yet, but yeah, so this is the database we're in right now so this is where we are right now i just don't want to put uh, things in up here in the properties so i have the database linked again so i just have it easier to put it in and this one is a relation to the milestones property in my daily database so here i have the milestones relation again i put if there is something to put in i put it every day during Uh, through the daily database and this is rolled up here just so if I just look at a week and not at a day I have all the milestones rolled up here and this one is just a text property for what happened this week so after I've looked at what happened every day the most important things I read down in here and this goes um, up from the weeks to the month. So my monthly page is basically set up the same as the weekly database. But instead of having the daily database here, I have the weekly database here. And then I can go through every week and see what happened every week. And the most important things that happened that week, I put in here in the monthly database, and then again, the same if you go another step up to the year. That's how I keep track of very important things. And as I said, I write something every day, a little something, obviously, I don't need to know this. At the end of the year, that's why I don't link my daily database in the yearly pages. I just pare it down through the system.
0: Sounds sounds good. Paulina has asked in chat, I mean, I know this is going to come down to the language thing again, but what is your meaning for milestone? So uh, she followed that up with, like flag on a task or mark on beginning or end of a stage of something?
1: A milestone is just, again, it's like the word isn't probably correct or doesn't encompass all the meaning I put behind it in my system. And milestone are just really important thing, things. Like with my six month old son, it's easy. There are milestones such as first tooth, first word, first like um, turnaround, first steps things like that but they're also which i wouldn't even class as a milestone at all but i just had to put something down for name was when i got my new glasses there was something important that i might want to remember at the end of the year but another thing might also be when my husband started his job on um, september eh, on january 1st that was a memorable date so maybe memorable date would be more accurate description so anything that's very specific that i want to remember a year from now maybe two years from now so really important things not just something i write for the day which i might want to remember next week but really the most important things i want to remember for a long time to come that's what i consider milestones in my system
0: yeah yeah memorable moments i think is probably more more suited i don't know whether there could be a harry potter reference in there somewhere where you you're capturing a moment i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe but even even now that i think of it memorable moments for example getting my new glasses is not a memorable moment mm-hmm. but because of like insurance issues like 3 years from now i might want to know when exactly did i get my new glasses and i don't want to scro- scroll through every day and see where did I write, get my new glasses, or through my tasks where I I had, go pick up new glasses. So memorable moments and important dates maybe.
0: Yep. I like it, I like
1: it. Yeah, so that's my week. And as I said, the um, month is basically the exact same thing, just like a step up or down, whatever. You know so, what I mean, I hope.
0: Yes. Yeah. Andrew's yeah. put something in chat that's that might work. Um, mm-hmm. it says the memory pool that Dumbledore used.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought uh like,
1: yeah. Oh I'm yeah. I'm so <laughs> stupid. I actually like in my database library or vault, what I call it right now, I um, put down names for something some things, but I didn't change the name in the relations. And I actually called the memories uh, the milestones. I called them Pensive, which is the memory pool, which is the Pensive. So it's actually here, like my Pensive, like I just forgot. And while we were talking about, I thought Pensive would be a great name, but I've already allocated the name Pensive for something. I allocated it for just this. I just forgot about it.
0: We we can forgive you. We forgive you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So school gear are my yearly pages, um, which there is basically nothing in there. Oh well, as I just said, there would be like the milestones and things like that, but I want to work on my yearly pages a little more, but I, I just I want to have more in there, like more of a comprehensive overview over the year, and at the start of the year also something more like maybe a game plan for the year. But then again, I don't really set goals. No, no matter what you want to call goals, I don't <laughs> do anything regarding that. So I'm not sure yet what to do with my years and. And I only started, new, started using Notion like in June, around June in 2020, and really started using it a lot around September. So there isn't much for 2020. So I'm not really missing anything by not having it set up yet. And I hope I figure something out by the end of 2021. <laughs> we'll we can hope. We've we can only hope. Got,
0: yeah. you have only got like 10 months to figure it out.
1: Yeah. The, the problem is like, for me, the year is so far removed, you know? Like, I work, I work with the weekly overview once a week or the monthly one once a month. But the yearly one is really far removed, so it always gets put on a back burner.
0: Yep. Yep, I completely relate to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I have in here are, again, my... Um, areas, pillars, whatever you want to call them, my visiting world, and where I have magical preschool. That's not actually a Harry Potter term there, or at least like in the books, there is nothing for no pre-Hogwarts education, but I have this one for basically for um, anything to do with my son. Like um, if I have any notes on like, edu- child education or whatever, or maybe, like, I don't think I will use it, like, in a few years time, but I hope so. So, if I use it when he goes to kindergarten or preschool or school, like, all the information would be in here. Right now, there um, is information on, on, like, other things regarding him, like, on th- teething or starting him with solid foods and those kinds of
0: Parenting yeah, advice, yeah.
1: <laughs> parenting advice. Yes, something like that. Then the kitchens, which is my meal planning um, setup. This one I can actually show. I have made a video on this. So I've basically just, again, my daily database with the weekly meal plan, my recipes, and over here, my shopping list, which is empty because... Oh, because I was shopping and there isn't anything here. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, you so
0: said hard. you went shopping earlier, so...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was still a little worried right now. So, oh God, what happened? But everything is still there. Yeah, so the kitchens, the infirmary, so everything to do with health. And as I said before, I have the like family dashboards. And in my dashboard, I would have everything to do with my health like maybe my, um, history when it comes to illnesses or anything. And same for my husband and my child and also our cats, And as well as other things relating to us and here, I would just have all the health information for all of us. So it's basically always the same information, just, um, surface different ways, depending on it, on what you need right now. Sounds um, good. yeah, then I have drinkers which is finances, so.
0: That would make sense with the calculator.
1: Yes, (laughs) so I don't have anything, like I don't budget in here, like I have a budget in Google Sheets and I don't have any account information or anything in here. Um, But I put in here, for example, things like payments that don't really um, occur often or something, I put them in here because for example, like. Just yesterday we got um, a bill for something. We thought we um, actually cancelled last year. But I can't find any information on cancelling it. So we probably probably didn't. So once we cancelled, I put it in here. So that's like more info- important information, but not important like account information or anything. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't trust Notion enough for that.
0: <laughs> so do you do that? in a spreadsheet, Excel or something like that? Or do you have a, another website for accounting calculations?
1: Um, no, I have, um, I use Google Sheets for a budget. So I have a spreadsheet with like lots of, like it counts everything and everything works there.
0: Good, I'm glad you've said that. <laughs> Using a spreadsheet or what a spreadsheet is for, yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. So as much as I lo- love Notion and databases and There is a reason we have spreadsheets.
0: hundred percent. Even if you're using a spreadsheet just to see if you can break notion by importing a massive spreadsheet, (laughs) there is still a use for it.
1: Exactly. And we all know you broke notion, (laughs) like you broke notion for everyone. No matter what you say, you (laughs) broke notion. That cannot be a coincidence.
0: I, 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 I want to say it is, but it is just ironic that the day I was testing, Notion crashed twice. <laughs> yeah. Just funny. Hundred percent coincidence. Nothing to do with me.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but yeah, before no. you move on, Paulina has put something in chat that, that you may want to look back at her after stream. She says for Kim. Check out Protest Young Eyes Web, interesting reading, and several interesting subjects for different stages of parenthood. You can add it to your links to review eventually list. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a link to parenthood.
1: Okay. Thank you. I'll I check back. And I need to check back on the comment because I didn't, like, memorize any of that right <laughs> now. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I, I brought it up on you. screen. Definitely-
0: so you when, okay. you're, when you're scrolling through, you can.
1: Yeah. I definitely do it. Do that, um yeah, then I have Hogwarts, which is just my home or house well, I don't have a house, it's an apartment, but everything to do with our apartment apartment from cleaning schedule to um if I have any repairs done or anything like that, would everything go in here, and then the ministry is just for actual work. there is not much for me right now because I'm on maternity leave but it's also for my husband. And I just basically keep employment dates here mainly. So start a job there and like quit then and started a new job there, or maybe um, contact details for your boss or something like that. So not really um, very private information, but just information you might need at some point um, put together in there
0: the work
1: the work (laughs) yes exactly
0: the important professional side of what we should be doing
1: well not me i i I should not be working right now so no but yeah that's and that's basically my system i can well i can show you any of those areas but i think in my common room did you just see that? It tried to load something that isn't actually there anymore. So,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, shouldn't. Oh. I- <laughs> um.
1: Oh yeah, the portion lab. So as I said, there isn't much in here, but that's a template. That's basically the way the other um, areas um, are set up as well. So we have just here a table of contents which is pretty empty right now. And then we have an overview with all the projects linked to this area. So studying Italian. So only one here right now. Then we have uh, books, media, authors and creators and tags linked to this area and uh, the room of requirement denotes. And then down here, I just have other, but this would be where if I had any actual other information to put in here or other databases. So I have some databases you didn't see at all right now that are specific to something like I have one I don't, I'm not using since like last week. So if we've done, if we'd done this like a week ago, I had another database I used every day, which was to track my son's feeding schedule. So, um, in the parenting area this database would be linked as well or yeah i think yeah yeah makes sense just like that yeah so as i said i don't have much in here because i'm not really doing any learning right now
0: what does that word at the top say this one yeah
1: it's table of contents okay <laughs> yeah like a huge
0: word for that set. I I was guessing it was going to be like a a combination of words, like from the English side, but looking at Mm -hmm. it, I was, yeah. You don't often see the Z and CH in the middle of words in English. So I was like, I want to know what that word means.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's table of contents.
0: (laughs) There was another one in there as well that began with a W that had like two S's in it. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah that's actually old it's wissens datenbank it's my knowledge knowledge world well technically it would be knowledge database datenbank is database and wissen is knowledge knowledge but um i now have my not that i have much at the moment but what would be my knowledge world or like my personal knowledge management i have an obsidian now so this is just a text database
0: you need to change right. It. Yep. Maybe, maybe at some point in a, in a few months we can have a look at your obsidian and see what that looks like.
1: <laughs> Let's hope there's something to look at in a few months. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Then Paulina, the
0: labyrinth. Paulina oh, yeah. asked, "How do you pronounce that? How do you pronounce it?" The
1: Datenbank.
0: Ah, yeah. I'm yep. not even going to try and attempt that.
1: <laughs> and the first one was. Inhaltsverzeichnis in case like I don't know which one she meant so
0: yeah I'm not going to try and pronounce either of them
1: (laughs) yeah it's like Wissenschaften which is science which was from that video we talked about
0: yeah (laughs) not English
1: (laughs) not English yeah and then with the library which I have my book vault Again, I have everything in toggles because if I did open and it's filtered to only the books I'm reading right now, which I haven't updated a lot of them, a lot of them I've already finished or DNF'd or whatever. But it's a pretty long list, so I've just collapsed it. Same with the media world. In the media world, which is pretty empty right now, I'm building on it, I do keep track of um, things I watch, so I don't really have like a TV show tracker in there where I've which episode I'm at or anything, but I do um, in my daily database, I link if I watched the TV show or anything. So TV shows are in here. And then I also have like, for example, SWAT or something. Then you are here as a YouTube channel or Dave Ramsey or August Bradley, Notion Nerds is here as a YouTube channel or as a podcast. This one is a podcast. Critical Role is like average here is the YouTube channel and podcast, although it's like I don't know what it would be classified as, but that's here. And then I would also have if I have an article or anything I've read, I would put them in here if I wanted to like remember them. But usually if I read an article, I don't need to put it in notion. If I've read it, I've read it.
0: That's fair. That is fair.
1: Yeah. Then I have the creator world, which right now only has authors. Um because again I'm still like building it up. Um, it's related to the book world, obviously, authors to the books and um, will also be related to the media world. Although it's not really important here. So, for example, if you here as a YouTube channel, I wouldn't have you as a creator as well because it's the same name. But if like the YouTube channel had a different name, I would have the YouTube channel here and have you here as a creator.
0: Right. Makes sense.
1: If. Maybe, like, I'm just thinking about YouTube channels that have different names. I wouldn't necessarily put the creator in here if I just know about a YouTube channel. So, if I just watch a YouTube channel and that's called whatever, right? I don't know.
0: Veritasium.
1: (laughs) Veritasium. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking
0: science because everyone knows who he is, but Veritasium Mm -hmm. is like the made up element. It's the first one that came to mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't need to know, um, I wouldn't have maybe him as a creator here, but um, yeah, when you've talked about um, lately a lot, Nick Milo with linking your thinking, yep. I probably would have linking your thinking here and then I would have Nick Milo here in the creator's world because we talk about Nick Milo maybe, so it would make sense to have him here. That's just doesn't necessarily, there's no strict guidelines. I could tell you the way I do it, but it's just, do I, do I talk about the um, the channel, be it a YouTube channel or podcast, with one word and the creator with their name? Or do I just talk about the name of the channel?
0: Yeah. That's an interesting one, because that's something I've actually been working with, like in my space, in my Obsidian space, is that I I have... I have the person, so the creators as, as people. And then I have the YouTube channel just as like a, a page. It's just, it, it exists there inside the person person area because you can have multiple, I guess, would you say platforms? You have multiple platforms, I guess, for a person. Uh, yeah. And some people have multiple channels. I mean, when you're looking at YouTube creators, because it's the easiest thing that comes to my mind is Sean Cannell and Benji Travis both have mm-hmm. their own YouTube channels and a combined YouTube channel. So there are people that have two or three channels, like Jimmy yeah. with Mr. Beast, and his however many channels.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it also depends on what you use it for. So for me right now, um, all the creators I've been here, as I said right now, they're still authors, but everything else for me, there's far away people. Like if I do more in this space and maybe get to know creators or anything, then maybe I have or, well, I do have a people database where it's linked in my um, home section, I think, where I have, like, family members and friends with birthdays and things like that. So maybe if I do more in the space and get to know more people and have a more of a relationship with them, like, even a business relationship with them, but not just, like, this is a person over there that I'm watching on YouTube, but something more personal, then I would put them probably in the people database I already have, or maybe even make a new one specific, specifically for people from this space, then it would be something different. But right now, everything, uh, everyone is just someone I watch on YouTube. Well, except for you, who I'm talking to you right now, so maybe I'll add you to my people database. But yeah, that's that's the point of those ones, like not people I'm actually working with or talking to, but
0: yeah. Yeah, I I have something similar. So in my Obsidian system, I have people as a high up tag. And because you can nest tags, I have four, I guess you'd say categories of people. Uh, because I like space, I've used space emojis because emojis are fun. Uh, and what you've explained with the the out there, I have the comet next to them. So I have an alien is my is my emoji for a person because everyone everyone's an alien in space. Uh, and then the comet, if, if there's a comet, it's just someone I, I know about, I know of, I've seen a couple of videos. It's just, they've come across somewhere in my orbit. And I have a satellite mm-hmm. for people that I've, I've done a bit of research into. So I know a little bit about them, but not too much. And have a rocket, mm-hmm. so I contacted them. We've spoken, maybe in a Twitter DM or in a post somewhere. And then if there if there's an Earth next to them, there's a planet. Uh, they're they're in my <laughs> in my, mm-hmm. my in my Earth circle. Uh, that's that's how I've done it. Um, but yeah, sounds sounds like you've got something similar where you've got people that are different distances away from you.
1: Yeah. So as I said, the, the creative world, it's mainly it started for authors from the books which. I'm not even thinking about ever talking to them, like not just because they're so far away, but there's no reason for them. You know, it's not like an aspirational thing. So maybe eventually I'll get in contact with them. I just have them here. So I have a database, not just the books. I also have one for series and I have one for authors. And that's this here, but if I ever, make more in the space and then maybe I have people I research a little bit or I want to talk to eventually, then maybe your system with like the aliens <laughs> is a great idea.
0: You don't have to use aliens. You can be a little bit more normal and actually write words.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say normal, but I wouldn't use aliens. Yes, space is your theme. Maybe I would use wizards or something like maybe Nicholas Flamel for the far away ones and Dumbledore's for the ones I'm- don't ever want to talk to that. Well, you,
0: you um, wouldn't want to talk to Dumbledore? Who wouldn't want to talk to Dumbledore? Oh,
1: I would like to talk to Dumbledore, but Dumbledore, but I don't think he would want to talk to me. Like, that would not be a pleasant conversation. But like, if we continue this for a moment, we are never going to stop. And no one is going to be interested in, because I have many opinions on Harry Potter and Dumbledore in particular. So. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. I, I yeah. think I think anyone that's a fan of not necessarily just Harry Potter, just anything is just like you. You can see. I mean, in the productivity space, you have arguments like we explained, like like we spoke about earlier with the terms and things. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get into wh- whether it's like Marvel versus what's the other thing, it's Marvel and DC. That's the one, and they're arguing backwards and forwards, and like all the small things. Yeah, so many niche things that. Fans care about, but other people are like, "What's that?" But then, other people outside of this stream are probably looking at go, "Why are you talking about an application?"
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like when someone asked me who is the true bad guy in Harry Potter, and I'm like, "Dumbledore." Haven't you read the books? Like, it's obvious. And people are like, "What? Isn't he like the hero of the light?" Yeah. There yep. are different. Depth, you can go into any fandom, and then obviously, there are different opinions. I'm not saying everyone who has gone as deep into the Harry Potter fandom as I have is of the same opinion of, as me, but yeah,
0: yes, agreed, agreed. I, okay. I, ra- what's that? Paulina said, I rather refer to people as rock stars. Okay, oh, that's
1: yep. nice as well. So um, shall
0: I go on? Yes. Yeah. I've just seen Gail. Gail's put in chat. Don't even get started with Star Wars versus Star Trek.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah. 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 Let's uh, let's let's leave that one. Let's leave that one uh, at the <laughs> at bay. Yeah. I can see lots of arguments coming in on chat with, especially with what's what's the most recent thing that's come out. The.
1: I don't oh. know. I've- not it's
0: the recent um, thing that came out and some people love it. Some people hate it. Oh yeah. The true, true fans and the new fans. It's like whatever.
1: Yeah. So the next one I've in here is the quibbler, which is another instance where the Harry Potter names are great because this one I had called it resources, but I wasn't really sure about the name and mm, whatever, but with a new name, everything becomes clear for me or not clear at all and here well let's go with resources for now for um lack of a better term and well i hate the table view i have to adjust the view but basically i have everything in here which it might be resources such as um there are certain baby clubs for a lot of drugstores stores we have here there are baby clubs you can like become a member of and then you get coupons or um there's this notion icons i think that's probably the notion vip site for notion icons or something for dungeons and dragons where you can get stuff for free or also apps i'm using and yeah so Everything that can kind of conceivably be classed as a resource, be it a website where you can um, get coupons, be it a course website, be it just um, a a bookmark to a website that offers free content of any kind, or be it an app I'm using and I just want to keep track of. Like everything is in here. There will be um, tags, to differentiate between the things, but um, yeah, it's not done yet, so.
0: so it's it's not quite the, the room of requirement database because it's there is a, a theme, I guess, to yes. the stuff that goes in there.
1: Yes, exactly. So while it is hard to explain, I know exactly what goes in there. That's why it's not a room of a cr- requirement, but it's the quibbler, it's a little, Different, maybe.
0: Yeah, and I've got to say, it's something that I'm I'm finding quite liberating, I guess is the word I'm going to use, uh, using Obsidian, is I don't have to define anything. Yes. <laughs> I can just make a page, and that's it. I can I can file it if I want to, or I could just leave it there. And it's linked with anything and everything that needs to be, should be there, but I don't have to think about, what does this go under? What database does this need to go in? It's just, I make it, and when I figure out a place that it goes, I'll dump it there.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's Obsidian is really great. Really great. And I, as I said, I use it for um, personal knowledge management right now, even knowledge management right now, even though I don't have much in there. But sadly for me, even with the plugins, I don't see a way right now to use it for my home organization, for wow. home management or for my life operating system. There's just... Um different functional functionalities. I have a notion that I don't know if I could like rebuild this in a way it would make sense to me for this specific use case in Obsidian. So I'm still sticking with notion. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Same, same with Rome, Note, Nimbus, Note, B, Canvas, whatever yeah. app you want to use. Notion just has that. It, it has it and um, code is as close as you're going to get. <laughs> Mm. from what i found so far
1: yeah it's for organization is notion is for me is the best thing not for note-taking but for organization then down here i have romance and fantasy which are my main genres right now Um, and i have authors and series i haven't tagged everything so they're empty (laughs) But that's mainly the reason I created this database is I want to be able to see my favorite authors or my favorite, yeah, my favorite romance authors or my favorite fantasy authors. So if I don't know what to read, I can just go through the authors and maybe check if they have a new book or anything like that. And then obviously I have series as well, which will be related to the authors and to the books because books sometimes belong to series.
0: Like Harry Potter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like Harry Potter, for example.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's you. Is, is, that, is that the space, or is there any other hidden hidden gems?
1: No, the only thing, no, it's it. well, one thing which is really big, and the only place where the databases, or the only databases that aren't in my um, database library, are my Dungeons & drank databases because I've so many in there and they're so far removed from everything else because it's basically a different world and yeah i'm pretty proud of this space but it isn't really set up aesthetically pleasing it's just really simple and if you don't play dungeons and dragons it probably doesn't make much sense but yeah i'm really proud of this one
0: go for it (laughs) Show it. I'm, i'm intrigued i have seen a video on youtube about it Like I've seen a video where someone's made a Dungeons and Dragons space and they did a video on it. Um, I don't play the game, but it's just interesting Mm -hmm. to see how you've organized things.
1: Yeah. I probably do a video about this as well in depth. But basically here I just, this is my main landing page. So I've just a long list. Those are all different databases. (laughs) And then you go into the campaigns or the sessions and then you can use them. And I try to pair my databases down as much as possible but for D&D, that's just in this case i really feel like i need a different databases and that's also why they are all here instead of in my database library because as i said it's a totally different world like i have a database for campaigns and sessions so a campaign is basically one game but games are played over diff- over many sessions like they can be just like one session but they can go over like years, a game or a campaign. So I have a database for campaign and then for the sessions and the sessions are obviously linked to the campaigns. Then I have PCs, which are player characters, NPCs and enemies, which are, um, non-player characters and then monsters and stats for other kinds of things. I have locations, I have events and festivals, I have loot and artifacts, I have spells, weapons, feats and traits, status conditions races classes and languages encounters and name ideas and resources and basically all of those databases they're just lists with all kinds of information in there Um, some such as basically all of them they are um, information that is available in books usually you can create your own but um everything i have in here is from books or websites, all the information, like they're all established spells, um, (coughs) races, class, languages, but the locations, events and loot and artifacts, this is specific to the campaigns I'm running. And just to be able to keep track of where my players are and everything after databases in here. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't really make sense. To talk about this, if you're not into D and D, because it just doesn't make sense. But if anyone does play D and D, like let me know because I. This sounds conceited. Conceited, what's the word? Like it sounds arrogant. Let's go with arrogant. But like you need my encounters database because it makes running encounters so easy. Like it's linked even to status conditions, and you can put your. PCs in here and your NPCs and you have your AC, you have like even an initiative tracker, everything is in here. Like You need this database, okay?
0: <laughs> I, I'm assuming you will understand, I'm, I'm going to guess you're going to understand what this means, but Andrew's asked, are you a GM?
1: Yes, I am. Uh, GM means game master or spe- specifically in Dungeons and Dragons, it's also DM for dungeon master, which Gets kind of weird if no one knows you're talking about D and D and you're there. Yeah, I'm a dungeon master and yeah, whatever.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, saw her, I saw GM and I was thinking chess and I was like, we're not talking about chess. It's got to be a dungeons thing.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's the game master. So I'm the one running the game and um, well. I'm not going to say planning everything out or telling the story because you can plan whatever you want. In the end, it's the players telling the story and the best laid plans. People can go and invite yetis into their magic tower instead of fighting them. If anyone knows the reference, put it in chat. But yeah, so, but I'm I'm basically the one running the game and the others are the players and they're playing the game. Right. Basically.
0: You're the one in charge.
1: No, not really. (laughs) The dice are in charge. Like, there is no one in charge in the Dungeons & Dragons game. Everything can happen. But, yeah, that's
0: my space. And Andrew has said, I'm going to start my first D&D session somewhere in the near future, hopefully. So, Andrew, maybe if you follow Kim's channel, I'm I'm, I'm guessing she's going to do a video explaining that space because that looks really cool. I have no idea how to play the game, but it looks really cool.
1: Yeah, i de- definitely definitely um, do a video. And if you're interested in Encounter Builder, I have, but I don't know if I can find it again. But in Reddit, um, someone asked, a DM asked uh, how to track encounters in Notion, and I basically wrote like an essay on the on my Encounter database. So, yeah.
0: Nice. I will. I will stop sharing uh, so you can you yeah, can come back. I can
1: come back. Can I come back?
0: Yes, yeah, you are you're okay. good to come back. So we, we don't have the infinite, infinite zoom of things. I mean, that space was cool. I liked it. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. so it, it's it's one of those things where I, I think, I, I don't want put, to put words in people's mouths, but a lot of people when you're looking at Reddit or Discord or whatever, they say, my space is messy or my space isn't that good or it's not that big or it's not this, it's not that. Uh, and I'm like, it completely depends what you're doing who you are and who you're comparing it to. It's the main one. Yeah. Because yeah, that that space right now, that space is far superior to mine. (laughs) Mine has like one active database, I think. To be fair, I am using like, I'm not using as many apps now. I think I'm using nine apps because I'm slowly, slowly bringing it into Obsidian. But yeah, awesome (laughs) space.
1: But then you could say like yours is superior to mine because there are a lot of places in my space that aren't fully fleshed out yet, whereas maybe your space is fully fleshed out or whatever. Or maybe for me, I basically use everything, but maybe someone who has a really nice space and everything is aesthetically pleasing and all these databases and they hardly use anything, any of it. So yeah, it's all very dependent on the person who uses it.
0: There's that word again. Depends. depends it depends yeah. <laughs> right we're closing in on two and a half hours uh i i don't know do, do you want to see my cd in space live or
1: yes please you, you like do. i have time i know i said like maybe two hours but i don't care i'm good to talk
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. if you, i know uh.
1: you've already talked for four hours today so
0: and and I, I will talk anyway. Let's let's move my, my stream yard over there. So for those of you that have just come here for, for Notion and Kim's stuff, it was great talking. Um, and I'm gonna oh this it looks it looks horrible. Right, let's share that screen. I will share this briefly on the stream. So this is what I was doing today. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is obsidian. Yeah. Uh, this this is that sidebar. <laughs> this is that sidebar. Um, and, yeah, and I, I've changed the CSS file. This is this is what I was doing today. I, I've changed the CSS file. So, yeah, there's just uh, – like, all of this has been changed, uh, and I've been learning how to code. So that is, it goes I, – I can't even see that because I've changed the colors so much. But, yeah, yeah, that is – <laughs> that is what my obsidian space is currently looking like um, after today's uh, stuff. Oh, and then if I can open up another page, this is light blue as well.
1: <laughs> I'm shocked right now. I thought it didn't get worse than the like the Christmas theme thingy from whatever it was and also had the theme in obsidian
0: but yeah, look, finished. It, that looks normal. Cause the preview mode, I haven't changed that much, <laughs> but yeah. Great. <laughs> Do you actually
1: work with the preview mode? Like I don't use it at all.
0: No, at the moment I don't, but they're going, so they're, they're planning on using Typora. Um, I, I will stop sharing that cause that, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not the, it's, it's not the most pleasant thing to look at. Um, But no, they're planning on using Typora as like their their reference point for what the the space is gonna look like, the editing space, which is essentially the same as Notion, where you you have an editing block, you put the hashes in, the the markdown, whatever, and then when you come out of that block, it will then show you what it is. Uh, So I'm kind of just waiting for that mode, to be honest. Uh, But yeah, oh, oh, that's ugly, yes. Yes, it is, Gail, it's disgusting. and I will say the reason why is I'm I'm learning how to code, right? And earlier with the CSS, I was trying to change the colors. And I thought I'm going to keep this simple and just go white, gray, and orange. I'll just use those three colors. But then I couldn't tell the difference as to what was changing and what wasn't changing. So I was like, I need another color. And then I need another color. And and you you yeah, that's that that that's the result. But I know <laughs> when I go back to the <laughs> CSS file. When I go back to the CSS file, I know exactly what color does what, what color relates to what. So, but yeah, that that is for educational purposes only. It was <laughs> a learning
1: pro- experience.
0: I will probably turn the theme off uh, so I can actually use <laughs> Obsidian without getting like brain fog. Uh, but yeah, uh, I. Are you showing? Are you showing us what to avoid at all costs? Well. The thing is, Gail, the CSS. I've put like I, I've put my own comments on all the bits, so I know what it is in English, so I can read it and go, okay, that's what this is doing, rather than reading a CSS file and going, what are all those ears and tongues? Uh, ears and tongues. That, that's what I'm calling them. Like they're brackets of tags, and then the slashes all over the place. But yeah, yeah, that that's very colourful. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, are you? Are you trying to? I'm not trying to move anyone to Obsidian. It's just that that's where I have decided to move to. Um, and I don't know whether you've seen Francesco's most recent video about private uh, applications, about the two-factor authentication, encryptions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Obsidian is one of the only applications, aside from the brain, that has apps stored locally on your files. All the others are cloud and has some sort of security behind it, whether it's two FA encryption or whatever. So from a, a security standpoint, it's there. The biggest reason for me moving to Obsidian is because I want to learn to code, and you can see I can have fun. <laughs> so it's I,
1: also just I think go. just the the user interface or just using it like for as I use it now for like notes if I want to take notes or something, it's just easier than Notion. I, I don't know like i can't put in words why but it's just it's basically just a text editor you don't have to go in there and think about anything it's, it's the same which um why i have my shopping list in google keep rather than in notion because it's just easier even though i do memory planning in ocean and it's the same for notes with obsidian and obsidian i can just type i don't have to put it in a database and open the page and whatever i can just do it
0: you can literally just open up the app type whatever it is and then leave and it's yeah. there it, it's it's all good it. yeah <laughs> thank, thank you for stopping sharing your screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if if you had watched the stream earlier on twitch you would have seen that for four consecutive hours <laughs> <laughs> and it, it gradually gets worse and worse uh yeah but I figure out loads of stuff. I learned so much today on that stream about CSS, HTML, and the behind the scenes working of all the code and stuff. But yeah, that doesn't look nice. I I did warn you. I did warn you. Okay. I, I kid you, I'm I I'm teasing you. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, well, I, I I applaud your efforts to continue learning and having fun. I'm. I'm always learning and fun first. <laughs> what is it? Um, but yeah, is there any any? I don't want to say like final words or last words because it's not like you're going anywhere. But <laughs> <laughs> and anything else you want to add? There we go.
1: No, not not really. Like I could like talk about a lot of things, but then we'd have another, a lot of scroll moments and nothing really, like, I feel like I need to impart, so.
0: Very, yeah. very one, good.
1: Th- yeah, one thing I would like to just, like, ret- retire it again is the names. Like, we've talked about this a couple of times, but maybe this can be, like, the, if you take anything from this stream, from this stream <laughs> it's the names, like, not take their Harry Potter names but do if you want to but don't stick to the names and the definitions like think about what you need and then give it a name that works for you it could be like an established name but as I said for me it just it kept like in the back of my mind it kept bugging me because it didn't make sense so try something out there maybe try something out of the box like use Harry Potter names use Star Wars names or whatever use made up names Use maybe a different language. Maybe that's easier for you. If it's not a language you use a lot, like then maybe the names don't have as much meaning. So it's easier. But think about the names or not think about the names. That's the part.
0: Yes, I like that. And then as a as a final thing, Gail Gail seems in interested. What do you intend to do with Obsidian, Kim?
1: Um so for Obsidian. I use it, well. I still I use it already um, for notes in the sense of personal knowledge management and like literature literature notes. As I said right now, I don't have much in there. I do have um, notes, but they're right now they're on teething and baby led weaning and things like that. But if I were to take notes on a book or actually get interested in a topic or topic or like research a topic or whatever, those kinds of things, all those notes would be in Obsidian. The only kind of notes I intend to keep in um, Notion are specific to something, as I said, maybe notes on a doctor's visit, or um, if I have a, well, if I would like script a YouTube video, I would probably do it in Obsidian because it would probably maybe be more text and that would be easier in Obsidian. But yeah, most everything notes would be or will be in Obsidian or is already in Obsidian, the little there is right now. And just very specific notes to very specific things would still be in Notion.
0: Awesome, completely agree. I'm basically the same. Plus, (laughs) learning to code is also also nice and I can make my own plugins and do what I want (laughs) rather than having to build a whole app because that's a lot of effort. So, uh, thank you for coming on, Kim. It's been great fun. It's been great fun. Uh, maybe maybe you can come on in a, in a few months' time and we can see what's going on with, uh, with the Notion space, the Harry Potter space, maybe Obsidian. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and for everyone else, have a good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you are, because I know you all watch from different time zones. So, yeah, and uh, I think I'm going to be streaming a Q&A tomorrow just to see how that goes on the channel. I don't know how long on YouTube, but I will be streaming on Twitch. I'm streaming every day on Twitch because it's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, until, until tomorrow, I'll see everyone then. Bye, guys.
1: Bye.